You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Wednesday, November the 16th, 2022. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. An oil tanker belonging to a company owned by Israeli billionaire Dan Ofer was struck by an armed drone off the coast of Oman last night. There were no injuries, though the vessel sustained minor damage. No oil leaked into the sea. A con reporter says the Liberian flagged tanker Pacific Zikron is operated by Singapore based Eastern Pacific Shipping, ultimately owned by Ofer. There was no claim of responsibility, though Israeli sources said Iran was likely behind it. The Saudi newspaper Al Haddad cited sources as saying that the attack was carried out by an Iranian armed drone, the Shad 136, the same drone used by Russian forces in fighting in Ukraine. A British organization that monitors shipping in the region said it was aware of the incident and that it was monitoring it. The U.S. Fifth Fleet also said it was aware of an incident involving a commercial vessel. Several hours before the report of the strike on the tanker, the IDF Chief of Staff, Lieutenant General Aviv Kochavi, in remarks conveying a warning to Iran, said that the Israeli military is training with the American army and developing joint military capabilities in an accelerated manner against emerging threats in the Middle East especially against Iran. He made the comments during the visit to Israel of the commander of the US Central Command General Michael Carilla. Kochavi expressed appreciation for the close cooperation with the US army. Funerals are being held today for two of the three Israelis murdered in yesterday's attack near Ariel. At this hour Moti Ashkenazi aged 59 is being laid to rest at the Yavne cemetery. At 3 p.m., the funeral for Mikhail Ladigin, aged 36, of Batyam, is to be held in the cemetery of his city. The third victim, Tamir Avichai, aged 50, of Kiryat Netafim, was laid to rest last night in the Barkan Cemetery. Two people who were wounded in the attack, a man in his 40s and a man in his 30s, remain hospitalized at Balenson Hospital in serious but stable condition. A third person wounded in the attack is listed in moderate condition. In the wake of yesterday's attack, IDF forces in Judea and Samaria were instructed to heighten their alert over the coming 72-hour period for concern of copycat attacks. Meanwhile, in the village where the terrorist lived, Israeli security forces last night mapped out his home in preparation for its possible demolition. The attacker was neutralized after a 20-minute stabbing and car ramming spree. Israeli business person Itzik Moshe says he learned of the reported Iranian plot to assassinate him from the media. It was reported yesterday of a plot by the Iranian Revolutionary Guard to murder Moshe in Georgia and that it had been thwarted. He told Khan that it appears that his work on behalf of Israel and Georgia is what led to the threats against him by anti-Zionist elements. He stressed that no one had spoken to him about his personal security. He thanked the security elements that thwarted the plot and said that he intends to continue his activities as usual. 
According to the report, a hit team of Pakistani nationals affiliated with al-Qaeda came to Tbilisi, the capital of Georgia, to gather intelligence on their target and were at a heightened readiness to carry out the assassination. Georgian security forces detained one of the alleged would-be assassins last week, as well as two dual Georgian-Iranian citizens who transferred arms to the hit team. In politics, difficulties in the coalition talks. The Likud has canceled coalition negotiating meetings that were scheduled for today. A con reporter says that Prime Minister-designate Benjamin Netanyahu's meeting last night with religious Zionism leader Betelel Smotrich was tense and that Netanyahu told Smotrich he would not receive the defense portfolio because of the need for the government to act with moderation. Yair Netanyahu, elder son of the prime minister-designate, is to pay journalist Avi Al-Khalai a quarter million shekels in damages for slander. The Supreme Court Justice Noam Solberg rejected Netanyahu's request to appeal the ruling. The initial court ruling was handed down without a defense because Yair Netanyahu chose not to submit one. Solberg noted that Netanyahu's lawyer had also rejected the suggestion of the magistrate's court to cancel the ruling and let him submit a defense statement along with payment of 5,000 shekels legal expenses. Finally, direct flights from Israel to Doha and Qatar for the World Cup Games are expected to commence on Sunday. The sporting and music events production company Live Tickets estimates that some 12,000 Israelis will fly in the coming month to the Games. The weather outlook, unseasonably cold, intermittent rain in the north and center, chance of local rain in the northern Negev, chance of flooding in the Judean Desert and Dead Sea region. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 17, Tel Aviv 22, Haifa 20, Beersheba 21, and in Eilat going up to 26 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Rekha, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, Spotify, and the Khan English Facebook page.